This is the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with Diva Paskowskis. Yeah, and it's, you know, coming back to that clinical sense. It's like, yes, the goals are there. Yes, we know what we're working towards. And that is part of our intention as well. But how can we be present? I also ask to be present and in the moment, right? You, I'm sure a lot of us do that to meet people where they're at, right? That's what we're doing. And, and that the highest good, that language is something I've learned through my Reiki practice, but it's essentially that like first do no harm idea, right? Um, and, and that's always the intention with Reiki. You know, that can be a ritual to do, you know, before going into session or any time of the day, or you can take it further, right? You can stay in that meditative space further um, or do it before playing music for yourself. You can have music in the background. Sometimes I'll, I'll feel called to like just uh, tone, you know, vocalize during that kind of thing. And, and uh, it can just be a way to open up an experience for your own self-care. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Kayati, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles. I hope you're having an awesome day and you are strapped in for this conversation with Diva. We get pretty existential throughout this conversation. Uh, and I personally found this this opportunity to, to connect with her so meaningful. Uh, there were several points where the two of us kind of just were sitting in the moment, in our thoughts. Um, and it's nice to have a conversation where everyone is so present. You're not thinking about how to respond or what the next thing you're going to say is. You're just really taking in what the other person is saying so um the caveat is this is a recording so there's probably going to be some pauses or maybe what feels like um an awkward silence or an uncomfortable moment but but please know that's just because we were pretty pretty deep in it pretty down to chew on some ideas so Anyway, I hope that makes sense. If not, when you're listening to this, maybe it will. But Daiva also shares a beautiful um, Reiki-inspired experience with us. So hopefully you are listening to this episode in a place where you'll be able to really tap into that. Um, you can participate if you're driving as long as your eyes stay open, but save this episode for another time too to uh, sit down, get comfortable, close your eyes, and receive all of the, the wisdom um, from both this conversation and that experiential. Daiva was also kind enough to give us a discount code if anyone wants to take part in her Reiki offerings. The link, of course, will be in the show notes, but just so you can also hear me say that code out loud. And it is Chronicles 22. That's C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S-2-2. And that will give you 22% off the offerings on Diva's website. Again, that link will be in the show notes. Diva was kind enough to, um, off recording, offer me a Reiki session. And I have to say that it was unlike anything I have ever experienced. It was deeply healing and emotional and supportive. And if Reiki is something that, um, you've been called to, to try, or if you have any interest in it, Daiva is a phenomenal practitioner, which you'll obviously hear in this episode, and I highly recommend you check out her services. And of course, use the discount code she so kindly gave the Chronicles listeners. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know uh, by leaving a rating and review. Those really help the podcast be more visible so that more people can find this type of content. 
please also make sure you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss any episodes. You can also follow along with us on social media at Music Therapy Chronicles and jump on our newsletter at musictherapychronicles.com so that you get um, sneak peeks of the show, discount codes. Uh, There's an an exclusive self-care episode and download that comes with signing up for the newsletter so yeah check out all those things links to everything will of course be in the show notes and if you're interested in getting cmtes for listening to the show you can check out our pod courses over at mtpodcastcollective.com that link of course will also be in the show notes so for now let's get into this conversation with Diva. Welcome to the Music Therapy Chronicles. Hello. How are thank you so doing? Much. I'm good. I'm I'm excited, a little nervous, but thank you so much for having me here today. It's like a big honor. I'm excited to have you on the show. You've been one of those people that's been on my list to reach out to oh, for a while. Cool. So I'm excited for this conversation. So nice. for the listeners who have no idea who you are, mm-hmm. can you tell them about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Diva, and I am a music therapist and Reiki practitioner here in Toronto, Canada, what is now called Toronto, Canada, and I reside on the land of the Haudenosaunee, the Anishinaabe, the Mississauga, and the Mississauga of the Credit First Nation, and the Wendat, so I just want to take a moment for us to all acknowledge where we're at and the land we're on and our connection with it and how to honor that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I operate my private practice called Harmonia Music Therapy, which is going through a little bit of a revamp right now, which we'll get to. And I offer, I have some private clients I see, and I do the Sing It Girls program, which is an amazing program that has been a lot of fun to get into. And outside of that, I also do some part-time subcontract work in long-term care. Yeah. Busy. Lots of going on. Yeah. Yeah. So tell the listeners how you found music therapy and your your journey till now. Yeah. Uh, So I studied music. I have a Bachelor of Music from Humber College here. And I studied voice. And I finished my bachelor there. And then my family was very much like, you know, just do teacher's college, get that bachelor of education, we, you know, just as a backup. So I, I did that for a year and then actually moved to London, England for half a year just to, uh, to teach there for a little bit and try it out. Um, it was challenging. And I kind of knew teaching wasn't, oh, it wasn't really for me, but it's something you, you're, you know, when you're that age and your, your parents might influence you a lot. So, and some family, family ideas of career. So I, you know, pursued that and it wasn't really for me. And I did some, I taught music for young children and caregivers for a while and private voice and piano lessons. And then music therapy was kind of always lingering in the back of my head. Like I heard about it while I was at Humber College and it's something I wanted to do. So a few years after finishing my Bachelor of Education, I found the certificate program at Acadia University, which is for uh, folks who already have that that. Uh, music background and I went and you know so it's focuses on the music therapy and the psychology part of of the training and yeah um, becoming a music therapist just really opened up a lot for me and helped me find myself kind of a little bit and figure out what I want to do and then I did my internship in long-term care here in Toronto as well wow yeah Yeah. So you are also doing Reiki now. You're a Reiki practitioner. So how does that? Yeah. Yeah. So that came in. uh, I attended an event with my Reiki teacher, led by my Reiki teacher, Claire Kenty, who also uh, lives here in Toronto. She does. She's an amazing teacher. If you want to look someone up, look her up. She's very, um, yeah, 
she's so good. <laughs> and um, yeah, I attended one of her events with a friend and, you know, it was kind of like a meditation event. There was some, some voice work and some movement and I just really liked her and I, there was some Reiki in it and I had never experienced Reiki before. I didn't really know anything about it, but I signed up for her newsletter and she said, I'm doing a Reiki training. And I just was like, I really like you. I think I need to, it was just like, my gut was like, I need to do this and then I'm going to do this. And eventually it's going to support me in my music work and maybe eventually I'll incorporate it and do it with others. So then I trained with, with Claire. I did level one and level two with her in the Yasui lineage. And um, yeah, I trained and it, it opened up again, opened up a lot for me. And I was kind of like exploring spirituality a bit before that. And it opened up this other, this deeper side of, of practice for me and led to some more personal growth and healing um, and has been very supportive in self-care for myself, especially um, in starting a private practice and exploring self-employment. And it's really informed my take on, on what healing work looks like and, mm. and opened up, you know, some of those, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That, that kind of critical lens of, you know, the, the colonial ways of which we heal now and, you know, which can influence the ways we heal, I should say. But yeah. And do you also ask what, what I, if I incorporate that now, right? I think. You, yeah, sure. So yeah. Thinking, we, there's so many avenues we can go down. Yeah. There's that. a lot so, of avenues. And so I, yeah, it's been just over two and a half years now. And I just want to honor Reiki and it's, it originated in Japan and it's kind of changed a lot with the ways it's practiced now. But if it is something you are considering to, to go into or, or study or look at and learn more about, it's important to see it as an ongoing relationship with energy and the world and how you navigate the world. It's not just like a do it once and done certification thing. And it's just something you have. It's very important to honor that practice and even the connection with your teacher. And that's been something I've been exploring as well. And then when it comes to music therapy work, I actually did a music therapy and Reiki CMTE course with a music therapist named Jenna Bollard Markowitz in LA, which was, I found her through an article I read and I just reached out to her and she said, yeah, let's do it. So we, we did the training um, uh, a year and a half ago now. I think it was during the start of COVID. And that really, because I had this idea of, yes, I want to maybe eventually incorporate it into some of my music therapy work and how I use music. And so, so Jenna provided a lot of, you know, that supervision and some grounding. And there's a set of interventions that she had created that we, that I learned. And I, the thing with using Reiki as well is it, you need consent, right? So if you're going to use it in practice, you need consent. And it's not always the best situation. Like you can't always explain it to somebody, especially depending on where they're at cognitively and, you know, their age. And there's a lot of factors at play. And of course, it's always for the highest good and you want to be safe. So something that uh, Jenna talked about was just kind of if you're going to use it in your work and say you're working with someone in long-term care and, you know, they might not be, um, their cognition might be lower or, you, you know, again, you can't explain it. So it's something you can channel into your voice. You can channel just into your hands as they're playing guitar, can channel into the room, the atmosphere around. Um, oh, yeah, I should explain Reiki is, is a channeled energy, right? It's, it's not of you. It's something that's channeled from a greater, higher force. It's not, it's not like God. It's not religious or anything. It's a spiritual energy that is just around and is there. And it's kind of like if you don't resonate with the term spirit or spiritual, it's just if you think of like nature and nature works in this amazing force. So essentially, it's kind of it's channeling that that higher force that is always around us. And so you can use it with through visualization or meditation, but my work is usually uh, just in instruments or it's really for myself as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you said that. It's really for myself. Mm -hmm. It's so often. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> 
Um, yeah, like I think you were gonna say like so often it's like, how can we use this with our people? How can it help others? And it was just like, oh no, like I need this. So I'm just gonna use it for me for a while and develop my relationship with energy and see where that leads. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally relate with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm still like, <laughs> keep going. Take like, take us down whatever's on your heart to share about um, this right now. Okay. There's so much here. Yeah, there's, um, I think, I yeah, I mentioned my private practice and uh, I've been figuring out what I want to do, right? Which mm-hmm. I think we all are. And yeah. a lot has come up for me lately in regards to that, uh, starting, you know, a private practice and self-employment brought up, you know, a lot of, I'll say opportunities for personal growth and healing. Yeah. And, you know, we go through, you know, those belief patterns and like believing in what's possible for ourselves. And I think music therapists have a hard time in general as a collective of music therapists because um, there's a lot of self-advocating for what we do and getting others to understand it. And and I know it's a bit different in the States, but here in Canada, it's there's still a lot of ed- general education for others to know about music therapy. So even just that in general can be a bit of a hurdle when starting. And so I've been evolving a little bit in the last couple years. Maybe I started my practice around three years ago now. And, you know, I've had little bits of work here and there, and I've kept long-term care subcontract work pretty consistently throughout because it was a continuation from my internship. And the, you know, COVID, I think we all know, brought up a lot for us too. And, you know, what life can look like and what do we actually want? What are we here for? And in the back of my mind, I've just been like, I don't, um, I don't really know for a little bit, you know, and I felt a little bit lost. And, and then I mentioned before we started recording that I got married in September, which was like this huge milestone. It was very special. Thank you. It was a very, very special. And, you know, not that marriage is like this big, important thing we all have to do. And it's the only, you know, the only thing we have to focus on. But it was a really special, special day and, and, a, and a milestone. And, and then after after our wedding, my husband and I, we went to uh, like a cabin in Algonquin Park here in Ontario, really beautiful. And it was almost like a shock because I had been so busy, 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 like planning this wedding. And it was a bit of a shock just to like come to like nothing, essentially, you know, in, in nature, in the wilderness. And it was just like, okay. And I had some anxiety come in about what's next after this? What am I doing? Like, where am I at with my career? And having those, I think it's important to express that for other music therapists to hear, like it's normal to have those anxieties and maybe feel like if is what I'm doing good enough. And, you know, so I had a lot of that running through my head and it's totally normal to feel those ups and downs after a big event, right? We can't be in that joy, fun state all the time, right? And yeah, so I started thinking about all this stuff and, and there's a bit of a story here. I was, the cabin we stayed in had a a wood stove, like a fireplace, a wood stove inside. And I was making the fire in it one night because I had made one the night before and I was like, oh, it turned out so well. And I was making this fire. It kind of got going and I was like, I think we're ready to to shut the front of the, the wood stove, but then it like died out. And then I got, yeah, I was like, no, we had it. And, and then I start, try to do it again, get it going. And I was kind of like, I can't do it. And my husband was like, do you want me to come help? And I was like, maybe. And meanwhile, the whole time in the back of his head, he's like, she's going to get it. She's going to do it. And then I was still struggling. And he said, it's okay to start from scratch. Mm. And you know, when someone says things and it's like these moments where you're like, I'm supposed to get this message right now. Yes. And I was like, this is so relevant to a lot of what I'm feeling. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's also what I'm feeling in terms of my private practice. Because mm-hmm. I felt a bit lost and, and I was, you know, kind of felt like I was floundering. I was like, what am I doing? And I was like, rather than trying to like mold it into this thing that like, I maybe want it to be, or I don't even know what it's going to be. Like, why don't I just keep that start from scratch mentality? Cause it takes so much pressure off. 
<laughs> you know, it takes so much pressure off ourselves and it can be exciting. And uh, so meanwhile, I've been working with a coach in the last little bit and she's been very supportive. You know, I didn't work with a coach beforehand. Uh, like she's, she's a business coach, but also like a spiritual mentor. So kind of this really great melding of my two sides, I think, especially. Uh, so maybe it was just the timing of when to find her, but it's been really helpful working with her because she's been like, okay, like what are actually your values? And even my values have molded since I started my private practice or, or you know, what, what they feel like now or what they look like and, you know, all of those steps and just having that cheerleader along the way who's like, no matter what, rooting for you, you know, um, has been very helpful. So that's where I'm at now. And I'm also, you know, we moved to a house in May also. So I have... Um, very, very grateful to have a room where I can have a bit of my own healing space set up. So I've been in the process of setting that up as well. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to share that story because I think it's, it can be helpful, hopefully helpful for others to hear that story as well, um, and relatable to their lives and, and where they're at in private practice or whatever self-employment someone's in. Yeah, I like you said it perfectly that sometimes you're just meant to get the message. Yeah. 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 It's so true. I, I had a day like that this week. Yeah. Just like, yeah. you know, things were just extra. Uh-huh. I was extra sensitive and not in a bad mm-hmm. way. Like sensitive mm-hmm. is not a bad yeah, word. Not at all. And I was like, something. I'm supposed to be like something today is mm-hmm. just supposed to get mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And it did. So, yeah. And yeah. thank you for being candid and open about like hey, things don't look the way I thought they would. And that's yeah. okay. And I'm figuring yeah. it out. And that's also yeah. okay. Like, it's important for us to share those stories when we're in it. Yeah. And not just when we think we've had it all figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And even like being on this podcast, I was like, how am I going to be on this podcast? Like, what do I have to share? And I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like, you don't need to be perfect to mm-hmm. to share and to be on a podcast or, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. wouldn't have any of these episodes if I had to be perfect. <laughs> That's for sure. Right? Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that so much. So tell me if you want to go somewhere else, but do you want to dive into how you incorporate Reiki into your personal practice and some mm-hmm. advice for those of us who are kind of also looking for um, some self-care tips, some yeah. um yeah, energy healing, energy protection type yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe we'll do a bit of an experiential. Love that. I'm down. Yeah, because rather than talking about it, um, if listeners are driving or doing something where they can't close your eyes, don't close your eyes. Um, but I'm just going to do a bit of a, a guiding. And this you can do like it. With it's a bit of a meditation, but it, meditation doesn't have to be this like super serious sit down and close your eyes, spine straight thing. You can be meditating whenever. Mm-hmm. You can be doing the dishes and be meditating. You can be going up the stairs and putting your laundry away and, and make it meditative. So, so if you just close your eyes and take a deep breath, feel where your body is at today. Fill your belly all the way. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Take those deep breaths and let it out. Go to a place in nature and see it in your mind's eye. I feel it, what it's like. Maybe it's by water. Maybe it's a campfire. Maybe it's sunrise in the forest. Visualize a light coming down from the sky. 
feel a beam or a ray from the sun and it's pouring down onto your head. Really feel that connection. And it's pouring down further over your shoulders, around your throat. It can be whatever color you want it to be. And the light continues along your spine. So it's from the sky, over your head, your shoulders, down your spine. the root of your body. And the light continues down your legs all the way to your feet. So it's from the sky, over your head, your shoulders and your, down your spine in your middle, down your legs, down your feet, and now it shoots down into the earth and roots are created. And really feel those roots down in the earth. And as you do that, give thanks to the earth. And you'll feel it coming back. And imagine those roots going deep, deep down to the earth's core. And energy coming back up to those roots into your feet to fill you from the bottom all the way to the top. So it's pouring up from your feet all the way up your body now. It can be light, it can be energy, it can be any color you want. Now that you're here, you can ask for something you need and set an intention, an idea or a thought might come to you is it helpful? And set your intention here. Maybe an intention to feel more energized today, to feel love around you. I'm going into a session. I'll ask to be a vessel for care of the highest good. And also imagine yourself surrounded by a sacred circle. And this sacred circle is full just for you, for your energy. And it stays full. You are protected by this sacred circle. It can be a circle of love, a circle of healing, a circle of transmutation, a circle of light. And the overflow now are the rays shooting out, coming out, that can pour over for others if you are willing to receive it and you are open. Meanwhile, your sacred circle is staying full. Breathe here. See it and feel it.
Bring your hands to your heart, somewhere on the body, in the belly. Bring some tactile sensation back to your body. And feel all of that staying in your heart. Slowly start to come back. Feel the light gathering from above and below into your heart space. And seal it with your intention. Come back to that nature place. Come back to where you're at. Wiggle your toes. Move your body a little bit. When you're ready to give thanks for that experience. Thank you for trying that and for listening. May that experience have been for the highest good of all. Come back when you're ready. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. So you can have a little little sip of something here. Yeah, drink, drink some water. <laughs> um so that is a bit of a visualization that you can do whenever. Um and that was actually informed by my my Reiki practice. So it's a way where I was taught to imagine that Reiki being channeled down from above, right? It can come down as a light. It can come down as an energy. Um, I wasn't actively asking for channeling here because we're, you know, we're virtual and this is people are going to be listening, but I just wanted to get that point across that we can all ask for that receiving that, that to flow through us mm. essentially energy or light or nature force, whatever you want to call it, all the good energy or the good vibes, right? You can still picture that and have it flow through you and feel it. I think I went pretty far in that, so I hope everyone's okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's always really cool to do so those kind of experiences with someone, even if it's virtually. I think the, the energy is still there, right? Um, and the way that looks like, like, that's kind of a, a version of what I do for my own self-care and my own protection in my music therapy practice. Or even before I'm going somewhere and I need a little bit of grounding, I'll, I'll do a little bit of that kind of visualization. It's not always super long. I might talk through my intentions a little bit or feel it um, and just always ask that the day or the session be for the highest good, everyone's, you know, the client's highest good, my highest good, the facility's highest good if I'm going to a facility and just the highest good of all. And, and keeping that fullness, imagining that sacred circle around you, keeping it full. And then it's almost like you're a sun where the beams can, can pour out and that can be the overflow. Yeah. 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 I love that. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for doing that with me. Of course. I'm always <laughs> down. Um, I have many thoughts, so I'm going to mm -hmm. try and make them make yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <In> <laughs> my mind. The word intention yeah. is a word I love, and I try mm -hmm. hard not to overuse it, mm. but like it is so important. Mm -hmm. um, I think because it allows what we do to be meaningful. Whether yes. that's for ourselves or for others. Yeah. And so I'm going to, here's the connect in my mind. I'm going to mm -hmm. tie that to the phrase um, for the highest good, mm -hmm. you know, for the greatest good. Mm -hmm. I think that some of us probably are familiar with that phrase mm -hmm. and that idea. Mm -hmm. And some of us might have heard it as like client centered mm -hmm. if we're talking about clinical. And mm -hmm. so this is something I say to myself, you know, may I, may I be the vessel or yeah, like, may, cool. I bring, may I be of service? Yeah, totally. And I, you know, for the highest good of the person I am working with. And that ties back clinically, you know, we might have goal A, B, and C, and D. Yeah. But today, 
the person we're working with just needs help self-regulating. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for the highest good of them, that's why we're there. For mm-hmm. the client-centered perspective, that's why we're there. We might yeah. not get to goals A, B, and C. Yeah. Yeah, but the intention, yeah. connecting it back, the intention is to be there and to, yeah. to do what needs to be done for the highest yeah. good. Yeah, that's so well put. Yeah, and it's, you know, coming back to that clinical sense, it's like, yes, the goals are there. Yes, we know what we're working towards, and that is part of our intention as well. But Mm -hmm. how can we be present? I also ask to be present and in the moment, right? I'm sure a lot of us do that to meet people where they're at, right? That's what we're doing. And and that the highest good, that language is something I've learned through my Reiki practice, but it's essentially that, like, first do no harm idea, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's always the intention with Reiki, you know, that can be a ritual to do, you know, before going into session or any time of the day, or you can take it further, right. You can stay in that meditative space further, um, or do it before playing music for yourself. You can have music in the background. Sometimes I'll, I'll feel called to like just uh, tone, you know, vocalize during that kind of thing. And, and, uh, it can just be a way to open up an experience for your own self-care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thought came back to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm going to try and tie it to clinical, but mm-hmm. please, everyone yeah. listening, know that like, it doesn't have to be. I'm yeah. just trying to make these connections. So energy, right? Reiki is energy. Mm-hmm. There's energy all around us. Very often, especially I think in the spirituality and wellness mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. Um, there can be such an emphasis on all these tools, mm. you know, whether that be um books or mm-hmm. crystals or tarot or you know uh, a guided meditation we'll mm-hmm. say and mm-hmm. whatever that is but it's important to know that um the energy is always there if your intention is there and mm-hmm. that's truly all you need and clinically this ties back to you know your guitar your drum your maracas yeah. your voice <laughs> okay so you that now the equivalence mm-hmm. is you are the energy, right? Mm-hmm. You as the music mm-hmm. therapist are there. And if you are present and your intention is there, that's all you need. Yeah. The tools are great to have in both senses. Yeah. But yeah. when you really distill it down, yeah. you and the energy and that intention are the most imperative aspects of yeah. whatever you're doing. Totally. I love that. And I think that's very empowering because mm. it's like, and I, you know, talking about the whole wellness spiritual world, that can be like a whole other conversation yeah. of like <laughs> what goes on in that world. Um, but essentially in both those cases, right, like you said, it comes down to just you, right? Like you don't need the fancy tools. You don't need like this certain crystal because like you can still access, access that. You can still access it. And I think something that stuck out to me that you said in a podcast once, Trisha, was like, creativity right creativity is not of us right it's Mm. it's 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 from above it's from the moment it's from what's happening around us I was like so good (laughs) yeah you said that yeah so I I listeners probably are sick of hearing me say yeah I'm thinking my professor my studio Mm. professor for clarinet in college Mm -hmm. that he said that to me once Mm -hmm. and it was before I had like explored this existential side of myself yeah oh yeah it was like music music is exactly what you said music is up here it's this big thing we're just the vessel to bring in the music and all this technical like all the 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 ability to play it just gets in the way yeah like we have to get the technique (laughs) so the music can come through totally and at the time I was like I I mean I loved my professor don't get me wrong (laughs) I was like okay you are like too many steps ahead of me yeah yeah Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. After some years in wisdom, we're like, oh, we get it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's it's like, oh, I don't have to take all of my energy. I don't have to pour all this stuff out. And you know, it's it's not you, right? Like it's not yeah, like we can ask for it. We can say, okay, I need some creativity right now. Like, let's go. And Mm -hmm. and it's almost like getting out of your mind. And letting that come to you and connecting to, to that intuition and that gut. And we need that, clini- I call it the clinical intuition, right? Yes. Um, sometimes we do things and we don't necessarily know 
where that came from or why we did it, but it was the thing that was totally needed in the moment, right? Yeah. And you were like, oh my gosh, that session was so good. Yes. Because <laughs> we were connected, right? And mm. I think doing these types of meaningful practices for ourselves can give so much meaning to, even more meaning to the work we do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. On the days when I'm I'm really in, in that, yeah. I like will do something and not even realize I'm doing it until it's done. Yeah. And it's exactly, yeah. it's what needed to be done. I'm like, wait, yeah. what did I just do? Yeah. Like, that's not the routine, but then yeah. something magical happens. And exactly. I'm like, okay, here I am. I'm back yeah. in my lucidness yeah. to deal with whatever yeah. I just did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is like a really beautiful moment in most cases. Mm-hmm. Most cases. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. always have the caveat here, right? Yeah. Yep. We live in, we live in a duality. Yeah. And some days are really hard. Some sessions are hard and some weeks are hard. And then that's when you can connect back to your intention. What are your values, right? I'm, I'm in this for this. It's the highest good. I'm not perfect. It's okay. You know? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it can be challenging to make the time and sit with ourselves and mm-hmm. define those intentions Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course we, we always have the one for the, for the highest good, for mm-hmm. the, the greatest evolution, like all that. Yeah. Um, but to be like, what's my intention for this week? How often do we yeah. sit down and like, yeah. you know, put our focus somewhere and then be able to tie it back. So by mm-hmm. Thursday, you know, we're kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, what's going on? We're chugging yeah. through. But if you have yeah. written that down, put it somewhere, you can look at it and be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. this is what yeah. I'm focusing on right now. Yeah. And I personally find that very helpful um, and notice that when I don't in the forefront set those intentions, um, I I don't want to say I set myself up for failure, but I have a lot (laughs) less clarity and direction as time goes Mm -hmm. on. It gets more snowball effect of um, spiraling out of control. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's such a, a good way to frame it. I don't necessarily have a lot of structure around that type of intention setting but I do find if I don't do some kind of just quick breathing or like what am I doing today like what is that word that's coming to me today or like how do I want to flow through this day yeah like if I don't do that I'm just like what am I doing it's wishy-washy today and I don't feel good and I'm like oh yeah I didn't do that when I woke up (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're in that react instead of respond. Mode. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. What else is on your heart to, to share with us? Um, today? You were saying your thing and I, I feel like I had something else come to me and. We're just both so present. Yeah. Instead we're like so present. Yeah. Respond. My mind is like, I can't think of anything. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I just want to leave the space in case you in case you do have anything else that is yeah. on your heart. Oh, share. I was going to share my I I folk like I found this whole time has been like finding like what are those intentions or what is that word for like my core value or or what is it and something that keeps coming up that's important to me and like all these different ways is the word connection. Mm. Right? How are we connecting with ourselves, you know, our own self, our heart or our spirit, if you want to call it that, Um, those around you, how are you connecting with others in clinical work? Um, And what is that connecting to outside of that? And, and, but also like, how are you connecting to the, you know, the, the collective, right? And, and what, what work are you doing for that? How to nourish, you know, nourish others and nourish, you know, all of the the things that are going on right now. There's so much unrest in the world and, and like the land is giving us all these messages, right? So how are we connecting with the land and something I've been learning more about, particularly, you know, a lot of indigenous cultures talk about this. And it's also like in folk medicine is, is that connecting with the land, connecting with nature and, and how, how can you nourish that? And I think just, all of that connection. It's like, again, it's like this sacred circle, like it's, it all intertwines. And, Mm. and that is something that is my intention in the back of like the grand scheme of, of things, I guess. And, um, I think it's, it's an important word for me. Mm -hmm. You're making me think of uh, a conversation I recently had, and that episode must be out by now, Mm -hmm. uh, with Veda, 
yes yeah I listened to that ecosystems. one yeah yeah, yeah yeah you're making me think very much of that yeah um, and how there's a musical ecosystem yeah. there's our life ecosystem yeah there's the collective ecosystem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how we're contributing mm-hmm. and how how it's all intertwined which can seem like what are you talking about none of those things are, are connected um, but mm-hmm. they really are because if I, as an individual, am experiencing each of those aspects in my life. I am connecting them. And so, so, so we're other people. So anyway, again, that was an existential. Yeah, it's pretty existential. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm here today, like not (laughs) necessarily thinking about that because I'm doing something else, but I'm just thinking about the listeners. We're getting very existential here, I guess. That's okay. Welcome. Um, Welcome Yeah, welcome. (laughs) Get your deep thinking done or... More like deep feeling, not necessarily thinking. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Feeling, not necessarily thinking. How often do, are we? This is reminding me of an episode that Kate did with a dance movement therapist. Mm. She said, "How much of our life do we live from the neck up?" Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now I'm thinking yeah. about it instead of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I think I, like that's such, how are you connecting to your body? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't it something like 90% of communication is like your body is body yeah. language. And yeah, I think dance movement therapy is amazing. And not that I know a lot about it, but I've heard, I've heard about it and I've read about it. And I think those, you know, connecting to the body and how your body connects to the land and feeling that connection, it's, it's uh, very important. Mm. yeah getting out of our heads because sometimes a lot of the times our heads can just get in the way yeah totally yeah totally Mm. also honoring like wherever anyone's at right um can be really hard dealing with with what goes on in your head and you know that can really impact your life and just honoring where everyone's at with that. And, you know, I think we can all resonate with feelings of anxiety and, you know, not necessarily knowing what, what the future holds and, and all of that. So just be gentle with yourself. I think it's important to always be gentle and caring for yourself. Even if you are having a hard day, it's just like, okay, um, thank you for this day. I'm, I know it's not the best day, but it's okay. And I'm going to do something to help myself now. (laughs) yeah totally Mm -hmm. that's um sometimes where the most growth happens Mm -hmm. totally yeah yeah Yeah. Mm. it's making me think um in our in in the the helping the healing professions Mm -hmm. I feel like we talk about that more as like giving yourself space especially in the past year and a half saying like hey we're all experiencing life Mm -hmm. on top of this enormous life event on top of this changing time in history Mm -hmm. like it's okay Mm -hmm. that your capacity feels different than it did we'll say in 2019 because obviously our capacity has expanded we're dealing with all of this stuff but on the life level it feels like we can handle less Mm. does that make sense Mm -hmm. so so I'll try and say that again just in case any of the listeners um I in case I wasn't clear because that happens so if you're feeling like you're not as productive, we'll say, or as efficient as you used to be, it's because there's all these other things we're also handling. And we mm. talk about that a lot in our profession, but there's lots of other professions that are not talking about that yeah. and trying yeah. to work at the same capacity. And I'm thinking about friends and family I have in my mm-hmm. life. That Me too. Yeah. I'm they're feeling the burnout. And oh my like, gosh. Yeah. Is it my job? Is it blah, blah? I'm like, no, like you need to recognize that things are different yeah. and, and like, it's okay to mm-hmm. not feel the same way you did two years ago mm-hmm. and to give yourself the space for that. And just yeah. because your colleagues are not talking about it doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's not happening. Doesn't yeah. mean that you aren't all dealing with yeah. all this extra stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. And And I think it's about how to move forward rather than looking back and being like, let's go back to normal and to what things were like. It's like, why? (laughs) Like, you know, how are we moving forward from this, from all of the things that are out there and, and how can we, you know, be that vessel for, Mm -hmm. for goodness in the world with all of 
the things we're experiencing and feeling, you know, yes. Yes. rather than going back to what we might call normal. <laughs> Moving yeah. forward, Move forward. back to normal. Mm-hmm. Even now that phrase back to normal is like making yeah. my skin crawl. It, I, I, I was never comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah. Do, do we want to go back? Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. even if it's let's go forward to normal, that yeah. even feels better. Mm-hmm. Like a different word for normal. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be cognizant of your time. Yeah. I feel like we could just, okay. just do this. It's okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share anything else or do you want to transition to the rapid fire? Oh, yeah. I'm changing my company name. Yeah. Coming up in a little bit. Um, I'm not sure if I want to share it here That's yet. To. I'm going to tell everyone to uh, you can follow me or email me. Um, Harmonia Music Therapy, H-A-R-M-O-N-I-A Music Therapy. Uh, I'm like that on Instagram. That's also the at Gmail. So you're always welcome to, to email me to connect with me. But just know some things will be changing in the next little while. And some of my focuses are changing. So I'm excited to uh, work on this new, new uh, chapter and, and get it out there soon. Uh, but just know things might change if you're like reading this after and then I'm, I'm not music therapy anymore or something like that. So yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm just uh, excited for, for what's next. But moving Starting forward, right? Yeah, moving, moving forward. forward. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to, to see where that takes you mm. and um, how the fire is lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? Okay. Coffee or tea? Um, I love the ritual of coffee in the morning. Mm. I can only do one coffee because if I and it has to be pretty weak because if I drink more than that, the caffeine is just way too much for me. Um, but I love that. And then throughout the day, I'll drink some tea. Um, I'm more into like medicinal herbal teas. So yeah, mm. so both I guess. Fair. <clears throat> Early bird or night owl? definitely early bird um I have a really hard time staying up late <laughs> I like put a show on to watch tv and I, I fall asleep right away but I if, if I'm doing something and I'm engaged with people and, and all of that I can stay up but usually early bird yeah something you'd tell your younger self mm-hmm. um I would say You don't have to know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, can bring up anxiety, but it's like you don't have to have it all figured out right away. It can be in the unfolding. And also just to listen to yourself, listen to your heart, connect to yourself. Yeah. Know yourself. Yeah. Which, you know, is an ongoing journey. I'm going to take an aside if that's okay. Yeah. That you don't always have to know. There was this other podcast that um, has since stopped production, but mm. at the end of it, the one of their rapid fire questions was to the guest, uh, finish the sentence. The most beautiful thing about life is, and so many of the guests would say the unknown, yeah. not knowing what to expect, huh. like all these things huh. where usually we think of that as like, the unknown it's intimidating yeah. and scary and like we don't yeah, want yeah, that yeah. we want to have control yeah um but to hear so many people on that show say like no that's the most beautiful thing about mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. for me was a huge eye-opener totally so, yeah because anyway. it's probably gonna be better than you can expect it to be <laughs> in, Ooh, I, in some I, cases it can be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've yeah. had a few life instances like that where yeah. I'm like nope it, it'll be better than I can even think about in this yeah, moment. And it exactly. has turned out yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for letting me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your music therapy elevator speech. Oh, 
I've listened to your podcast and I think I told myself I was going to prepare this <laughs> before coming on. But usually it, it can depend on the context I'm at, but it's usually about music therapy is the, the clinical use of music to help, to help, to help others and to help others reach non-musical goals. So that's kind of like the in the nutshell version. And then if we're getting into it, I'll say, you know, music can reach us on all levels and we focus on what the needs are of the clients and how we can use music to help. And everyone is musical because we all have a heartbeat. Good. Yeah. You're not working with any vampires. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have a heartbeat, you are a musical and mm-hmm. we, we, can, we can do music together. I feel like that's a good response for all those people who, uh, you know, I can't do music. I can't mm-hmm. carry a tune in a bucket. Like, yeah. that's, that's a very yeah. good. Um, and that's like who I want to work with because how sad is that that that's shut mm-hmm. down in them, whether it's something from childhood, like it usually is or, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could go on a whole. Yeah, whole we can. Thing. Yeah, that's a whole other, a whole other thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm beautifully said this might be obvious it might not your favorite self-care practice yeah we talked a lot about that um but probably like a good nature walk a good walk in nature um I'm very lucky to live now by the lake here in in West End Toronto and it's like an eight minute walk down to this beautiful park and it's been very uh it's like another level when you're out out in nature right and you can just ask like help me right now or you know and and always giving thanks or you know noticing like oh nature's doing this right now and and noticing those those little things that happen and that's um there's a lot of meaning and and self-care for me something that's currently adding value to your life Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for my home life. You know, my my husband and I, we've been kind of setting up our house. I'm very grateful to set up my healing space right now. I'm calling it my healing space. So, (laughs) and, uh, you know, and that's been really great. We also have a a nephew on my, my side of the family and a niece on the other side of the family. So, you know, spending time with children is just so wonderful. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm learning a lot from them. Yeah. Yeah, they're great little teachers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your favorite intervention or song to use in a session? So Mm -hmm. you can spin that how you'd like. Yeah, I thought about this and I want to do another little experiential maybe. Um, This is something I'll do like before before a group usually in my long-term care work just to kind of connect everybody and see where everyone's at. We'll start by like, take a big stretch up high and take a deep breath in. And then you just let it out. You know, and with folks in long-term care, they might not have done that for who knows a week since they last saw me. So then we'll do it again. Take a deep breath in. And this time you can use your voice and go, ah. Yeah. You can flip your hands so they're facing up and maybe feel a ball of light or good energy and good feelings. And this is the point where sometimes I'll, you know, channel Reiki in my hands or in the center of the circle. And we're going to raise the ball and go, ooh, there we go. And then we'll do that a couple times. And it's very cool to see their responses. Then we start tapping our knees. And this is a movement song that anyone can use. You can use this with anyone, too, in general. We sing, it's a little bit up and a little bit down. Use your arms. A little bit up and a little bit down. A little bit up and a little bit down. That's what makes the world go round. Tap your knees. That's what makes the world go round. And uh, yeah, you can take that lots of ways into different movement. Um, it's something, it's a song. I don't even really know where it came from, but I learned it through my teaching earlier's music classes. 
through someone else, like, you know, by rote. So, uh, yeah. And it's just been fun to do that at the beginning and, and it gets everyone, you know, moving and engaged. And then at the end of the session, uh, we'll come back and we'll go, all right, bring your arms up again and stretch up high. And, you know, if they can't move their arms, they just take a deep breath in. Or maybe if they're playing a drum, we take a deep breath in and we just shake, 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 shake your hands out or play your drum or let your breath out strong and release it. Then we take another deep breath in. And we shake, 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 shake it down and release. And then the last time, a little different, deep breath in. And we're going to give a big hug so you can wrap your arms around your body or touch your heart or just bring your arms down. And keep all the good feelings with you. So yeah, that's kind of like a beginning and end thing I've been having fun with lately. And it's, it's again, informed by energy work, right? The shaking it off at the end, just to clear out anything that needs clearing and ask for transmutation if it's a Reiki thing or not um, in general. And uh, yeah, thanks for following that. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, the listeners couldn't see what I was doing. It. Yeah, I know. really hard not to hit my microphone while I was moving around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, like that song, you can use it with anything really. Like it can be while you're drumming. And sometimes I like hitting a drum up high with that. Like when you're going up and then you're going down, right. Working on range of motion, um, can take that lots of ways. And of course we're always adapting and to needs and, and where everyone's at. Yeah. Mm. I'm picturing with littles doing that with a parachute. Oh yeah. 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 Ooh, love that one. I yeah. definitely, that's in the memory bank too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And you kind of touched on this last one, but yeah. how can the listeners find you and connect with you? Yeah. So you can find me at harmonia music therapy at gmail.com. That's my email. And I'm also harmonia music therapy on Instagram and Facebook. And you're always welcome to reach out and, and chat and, uh, I'm really into like if music therapists ever want to experience a Reiki session. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let me know you listen to this podcast and we'll work something out. You're always welcome to reach out and ask questions too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have links to everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. And my website is harmoniamusictherapy.com. But again, like some things will be changing. And if you're looking it up after things change, like hopefully I'll have all the right communications there to like lead people to where to go and all of that. So yeah. All that back end stuff. Yeah. Oh, the back end. Fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Learning curve. Yeah. Lots of details. (laughs) Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Me and, too. Uh, I'm sure that we will talk again. Yeah. Clearly we could talk for hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep in touch. And thank you so much for, for having me on here. Um, you know, you've had a lot of amazing guests on here and to have the opportunity to be on the same platform as them is just really honoring. And thank, and thanks to the listeners today. Also. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for making the time to come and talk. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that it was enjoyable and um, thought-provoking for you. And, you know, if you're you're down to go that deep on, on some topics, then great. And if it was a little uh, uncomfortable for you, that's fine too. Thanks for being here in this space. Um, all are welcome. And I love having having conversations like this, conversations that make me think and uh, think critically and open my mind. So if you or someone you know is interested in being on the show, or if there's someone you would like to hear on the show, you can let me know by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. Again, if you are enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a rating and review, follow us online and on social media, Um, all that good stuff. We really appreciate your support. This podcast would not be possible without you, the listeners, and without our guests. So uh, a real heartfelt thank you to to each and every one of you for taking the time to, to listen to this today. There are so many awesome podcasts out there. So thank you for choosing to spend your time 
uh, over here in the Music Therapy Chronicles land for for today. I really, really appreciate that. If you think that someone else would benefit from this conversation, send them send them this episode or you can take a screenshot, post it online and tag me at Music Therapy Chronicles and share your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, yeah, and see what you're what you're diving into um, as far as what we're talking about over here and what other resources and links are available and what it's bringing up for you. And also don't forget to use code chronicles22 on Diva's website to get 22% off her offerings. And that code is in the, so- uh, the show notes. Our quote today is from an unknown origin, but reads, anything that has power over you is teaching you how to take your power back. Mm-hmm.